continue tonight on our study which I started last week on warriors arise I said to you that the two things that we 
we need to do, the first thing we need to do is get a heavenly perspective on what is happening. Secondly, we need to know that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. That means they're not of the flesh. That means we are not warring using fleshly weapons. Amen. We are warring understanding that God has enabled us. Amen. How many of you know that you are empowered by God? All power and all authority has been given to you. That's what I shared on Sunday. All power and authority has been given to the believer. Amen. If God was thinking of you, he had you in mind when that statement was made by Jesus. And I want to go on a little bit tonight and uh, a, a little bit more to give you a few keys and uh, that can help us even in our road to spiritual warfare. But I want to use as a point of departure a portion of scripture in the book of Ephesians chapter 6 verses 10, a very familiar portion of scripture, but I believe it is a very important part and I want to encourage you that even as you prepare to go out to work or you go out to your, work, your place of business or you go about your daily duties, whether to school or to university, I pray that you would pray this prayer continuously over your life as Paul begins to encourage the church at Ephesus. He says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. Amen. That's my challenge tonight, that you would put on the whole armor of God, not just certain uh, parts of the armor, but you will put the armor in entirety. Amen. And he goes on to qualify it. He says that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Amen. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. So he's not saying your own armor. Not saying somebody else's armor, like when David was about to go and engage with Goliath, how, how Saul would offer him his armor. And the idea behind it is that when David is engaging, the army of Israel may see the armor and think it is Saul. So the armor, you cannot fit into someone, someone else's armor. David could not wear the armor of Saul. There, there is a mantle of anointing. The armor was a metaphor of a mantle of anointing that is upon your life. You can't wear somebody else's anointing. You can't carry somebody else's anointing. The, 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 the anointing that is produced in your life has to be produced through your life. Amen. It's like, it's like the olive that, uh, the, that only that which is on the inside of the olive can be squeezed out and can begin to produce oil. That means only under pressure can that which is uh, who you truly are will be revealed. And so I declare today that when you are squeezed, when life puts its pressure on you, when life puts its squeeze on you, may you ooze out the oil of God. May the oil of the anointing, the very characteristics of the anointing of God ooze out of your life in that moment. So I want you to understand, he goes on to say, put on 
the whole armor. Amen. I want to encourage you. You know, it's good to emulate different men and women of God. It's good to follow different men and women of God. But I pray that it is our desire that we will equip you to become the best version of what God called you to do. Equip you to do what God has called you to do. You cannot just take use somebody else's language. You cannot use somebody else's words without it begin without it beginning to first work on the inside of you. The the truth that will come out of you must be of God. So the Bible says, put on the whole armor of God that you may able to stand in the it would stand in the evil day and having done all stand. So that means there's two elements. That means to withstand. That means to go on uh, 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 on the defensive. But in order the Bible says not only stay on the defensive but you will move on to the offensive. I was looking at some of the, the armor and the elements of the armor. There's only one offensive tool in the armor. The only offensive tool in the armor is your sword of the spirit. But the Bible says in the book of Hebrews that the word of the Lord is like a two-edged sword. It cuts asunder even to the bone and to the marrow. Amen. That means the sword is a two-edged sword. That means there's a cutting, there's a wounding and a healing anointing that is carried by the sword of the spirit. And we know that the sword of the spirit is the word of God. So let, let's go on in verse 14. It says, stand therefore having your loins gird about by truth. That means everything that would hold the entire armor of, uh, of the, the, the soldier will be begin to be encompassed by the belt that will begin to hold the whole armor together. So he says, what holds the whole armor Together it says, having your loins, having your, 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 your waist tied with the belt of truth. Amen. So what holds the armor together is truth. Amen. You, the, the Bible says, when, when you receive the Lord Jesus Christ, he will reveal all truth to you. Amen. He is full of grace and truth. In John 1.14, he speaks about Jesus Christ being full of grace and truth. Amen. So I want you to understand, he goes on later in the book of John and says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. There is an important element of truth. I pray, pray that even in your life, truth will manifest. I know sometimes it's difficult to tell the truth because sometimes when you tell the truth, it will get you into trouble. Amen. And because of that, we try to avoid the truth. I want you to get comfortable with the truth because it ties the armor together. It ties everything together. Amen. So I want you to know that the first element of the armor is truth. And then it says having the breastplate of righteousness. Amen. That means the, the plate that will cover the, the, the front of the soldier, uh, uh, protecting him from any spear or arrow or any the fiery dart of the enemy, it was the breastplate of righteousness. I believe that righteousness needs to be uh, developed even as a very uh, center, or a, a center focus of the believer's life. I believe it's a very Christ-centered um, uh, characteristic, righteousness. Amen? And so we don't stand in our own righteousness, but we understand that we have been made righteous through Christ Jesus. Then he says, having your feet shod 
with the, with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Amen. So it says having your feet covered by the gospel of peace. And then it says take up the shield of faith. Amen. That means it's, it's your, your next piece of the armor is the shield of faith. And the last one is that, that you may be with the shield of faith you quench the fiery darts of the enemy. Amen. And so it is all of the armor was made for your protection. Now the greatest part about the armor was that it focused a lot on protecting your front. It never focused much on the protecting your back. Because no good soldier goes into battle with a mindset of running away or retreating. Amen? No good soldier runs away from battle. And I want you to get that in your spirit. I don't know whether you've been running away from a battle. You've been running away from a difficult time in your life. You've been, you've been waiting for things to begin to change. And you've been backing down for many things. But may God begin to give you the grace to be able to not only withstand the enemy, but having done all to stand. Then he talks about the helmet of salvation and uh, and, and, with, and then he says, the sword of the spirit. The helmet is to protect your mind, your thoughts. Protect that which begins to come into your mind. Because we know that our thoughts eventually influences our actions. And it also influences the habits that are formed. I want you to understand, some of us have got habits that we have developed. And we say, I'm, I'm just like this. This is who I am. Accept me what, uh, how I am. But the reality, we need to understand that every habit, every behavior started off as a thought. And if it started off as a thought, the only way it can be changed is at the thought level. And so that's why the Bible says uh, that you may be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Amen. So your mind can be renewed. You don't have to be the same way that you are today. Amen. If, you, if you're just a grumpy person and a angry person and a, or a downcast person that keeps your head looking on the ground that's not how God has created you that is a result of your response to the environments that you are and to the thoughts and the words that you have allowed to grip your spirit and inform your your behavior and your actions and so today I pray that you will be have a transformed mind may God give you a spirit of joy may God give you a spirit of rejoicing May God give you a spirit of celebration, hallelujah, that you may, the Bible says he gives us beautiful ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness, amen. So may God begin to fill your life with joy, amen. He fills our mouth with laughter, and the Bible says that laughter is like good medicine, amen. Many of us nowadays know about religiously every day taking our, our vitamin C and taking our, our multivitamins and all of those things just to begin to keep our immune system better. But the Bible says laughter is like good medicine. I pray that God will cause laughter to come into your home, into your family, that you'll break the spirit uh, 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 that is beginning to, to bring the home into a lull and into, into a place where it's just becoming, uh, you know, just sad and, and just anxious all the time. God is going to begin to break that in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, so, so tonight, that's your prayer. Pray, Lord, renew my mind. 
so that I can see the breakthrough of the Lord. Amen. So in our part, uh, second part of, 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 of Warriors Arise, I want to just focus on some things. I know I digress a little bit, but tonight I want to just give you a few points that can help us. Firstly, we have to acknowledge that we have an adversary. And the adversary that we have is the devil himself. Amen. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 5, he says, Be aware, be alert, that the devil, that Satan, our enemy, goes around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Amen. So you need to understand that the enemy, which is Satan, is real. As heaven is real, the Father is, Heavenly Father is real, Jesus is real, Satan is real, and as a believer, when you are under the attack, it's confirmation that you are a believer. But more than that, we need to understand that God will give us the victory even over the Satan. Now we need to understand, this is, uh, this is what Jesus says in, in the book of 1 John chapter 3, verses 8. The Son of Man came for this purpose, to destroy the works of the devil. We have to understand this. The Bible said that Jesus was sent to defeat the works of, the, uh, of Satan. The Bible says that Satan is the prince of the, the earth, but Jesus never disputes it. But Satan has no right over the life of the believer. I want you to understand this. He may be the God of the world, the systems, but he's not the God over your life. So you got the authority over the enemy. And we spoke a lot about it on Sunday, about resisting the devil, and he must flee from you. He will flee from you. Amen. So understand that the enemy is real. So whenever you get into a battle, you have to understand the enemy is real. Now, I, I come from a little bit of, 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 of policing background. And one of the things that you are, you, are, you, you are taught, even as you are trained and you are equipped to become a, a, a police officer, that you know that there's risks involved in the job that you do. Okay? So there is... The, 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 the possibility of something going wrong while you are on duty that may cost your life is a known factor for every person that is in a military or in a policing environment. They know that. So the risks are high. So as a soldier in the army of God, you cannot be in an army thinking that you're not going to get into a, there's not going to be a fight. And knowing... There's no need for an army if there's no enemy. Amen? You hear me? There's no need for an army. There's no need for a soldier in the army if there is no enemy. But so as long as there is an enemy, there's a threat to our protection, there's a threat to our livelihood, there needs to be a protective force. And the protective force is the army, and the soldier is a representative of that. So Paul in the book of Ephesians, he finds himself in prison, and is even in prison, he is chained to a Roman uh, soldier, and as he observes the soldier, he pens down Ephesians chapter 6, and he's describing the arm, armor that the soldier is wearing, understanding that that armor is, is protecting him, and so he draws an, a, a parallel to that, and he says to the believer, now you be equipped with this armor. Not 
just for just for your protection, but so that when you're engaging in the in, in the battle, there will be a, a covering over your life. So God has equipped you for the battle that you're facing. God has equipped you for the assignment that you're facing. And in this assignment, there is going to be an enemy. And we know that the enemy chooses to get us out. But we know that the enemy has also been conquered. That means when Jesus on the cross, when Jesus dies on the cross, the Bible says he descends into hell. He takes from, from, from Satan the, the keys of hell and death. And, and therefore, later on, he comes to the, the disciples and he says, I give you the keys to the kingdom. Whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Why do you give somebody keys? It's not the picture now. There's, there is some pictures where God says, I've placed an open door before you. That means you can go through that door. But in all, there are some doors that you have to enter in that God has given you the keys to it. That means he's given you the ability to unlock it and to go through it. I want to know, you to know today that God has given you keys. Not one key. He's given you multiple keys for the doors that you face. Amen? So I want you to understand that God has given you the victory. So we understand that the enemy is real. So in, when you engage in warfare, understand the enemy is real. But secondly, you need to understand that you've been given a God-given authority over the enemy. Now, most believers are very, we, we sometimes are ignorant of the authority that God has given to us. That's why in the Bible, in the, in the Great Commission, in Matthew chapter 28, he, he begins to say, he says, he's given us all authority in heaven and the earth. So there is, as a believer, there is a duality in the realms that we, folk, we, we live in. That means we understand that we are citizens of heaven and ambassadors of the, of the kingdom of heaven here on the earth. And as ambassadors, we have the rights of the kingdom, but we manifest it on the earth. Amen. So there is a dual responsibility for us to, 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 to allow the purposes of heaven to be revealed on the earth. Now, ambassadorship is a, is a strong and a, a long topic, but I want you to know that you are an ambassador of Christ. And that means as an ambassador, you have certain privileges, you have certain rights, you have an authority that is given to you. Amen. So Jesus transfers in the Great Commission, transfers this authority to the believer. And how does he do it? He says, he, he says to them, therefore go and make disciples. Amen. So that's the Great Commission. Go and make disciples. That means you have to go and do some work. You've got to establish the authority. Amen. Now, he, he, he does this because he has given us a mission. And so whenever, you, whenever an ambassador is sent from one country to another, the ambassador has the full authority to represent the country that sends him. So also, you have the full authority of the kingdom of heaven to manifest that authority on the earth. As a believer... In Christ, you are Christ's ambassador. Hallelujah. So understand, in engaging as, a, as warriors, as we arise 
understand that we've been given authority. It started in the garden when, when God created Adam and Eve. He says, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. And then he says, let him have dominion. Let him rule over. Amen. God has given us dominion and authority and the power to rule over everything that is on the earth. Imagine sending somebody on an assignment but not giving them the tools or the authority to carry out the assignment. When God gave us the assignment to rule over the earth, he gave us the authority to do so also. Amen? So understand you have a God-given authority. So thirdly, I want to, as we started off today, I want to, as we looked at Ephesians chapter 6, Paul instructs us to put on the whole armor of God. And we spoke about the different elements of the armor. So that means as you're engaging and you want to be victorious in warfare, put on the whole armor of God. Now, you, 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 know, um, we, we, you know, in Sunday school and many times we've taught the children about the armor and the importance of, of putting on the armor. But I want to encourage you today. The world that we're living in and the circumstances around that we are facing is beyond our control. We do not know what we will face tomorrow. But we have the confidence of the tools that God has given us to face tomorrow. And part of the tools that God has given us is the, the armor of God. So put on that whole armor of God. So in your prayers, in the morning, say, Lord, I put on the whole armor of God. I put on the armor of salvation. I put on the, 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 the breastplate of righteousness. I, I put on the belt of truth. I have my feet shod with the gospel of peace. I carry my shield of faith. Lord, I carry my sword of the spirit. Even as I go into this day, touch my mind. Touch my heart. Oh Lord, let, let truth prevail in my life. Lord, wherever my feet walk, so oh God, let it be places, of oh God, that will bring honor, glory to your name. Whatever, oh God, I pray, whatever the enemy throws in against me, I lift up the shield of faith, knowing, oh God, that you will ward off the attack of the enemy. But I thank you, Lord, for the sword of the Spirit, that everything that comes against me, I will be able to cut asunder, because your word is a two-edged sword. Amen? So understand, put on the whole armor of God continuously over your life. So, so Lord, help me to think, as I put on the helmet of salvation, help my thoughts, Give me creative ideas. Give me innovative ideas. Some of you that are at school and university, Lord, give me an ability to take in information and understand it. Lord, help me to discern what, how I am living and what, what is what is faith. God, the aim of God, he, he gives us the weapons that we need for warfare. We not only need some armor, but we need all the armor that God has given us but he's also given us an offensive tool in that of the sword of the spirit. Now we, know, we need to understand, we engage in a battlefield. Our thought life is a very important part. And so 2 Corinthians chapter 10, Paul begins to say in the, in the weapons that he's given us to demolish thoughts, he says, cast down imaginations and every thought, bring it under the subjection of God. Now, there is a battle for our thoughts 
And God has given us weapons to fight the battle of our thoughts. Firstly, the weapon is humility. The Bible encourages us, don't think more highly of ourselves than we ought to. Having a, a, a humility as part of our makeup is a very important characteristic. Come on, you may be the best in your field. You may be the best at your job. You may, you may have all the answers uh, clinically and technologically. You may have all the answers to the challenges that is facing your company or whatever. But always ask God to give you a spirit of humility. Whatever you do, let it come out of a place, not out of a place of arrogance, not of a, out of a place of haughtiness, not out of a place that you know better, not out of a place where you exalt yourself over somebody else. You get to the place where you, there is humility. Secondly, you must have the characteristic of faith. That means you know, you know that all that I am, all that I've achieved, all, all my accomplishment, I come and lay it at the feet of Jesus. I understand my faith and my hope is in Him. I understand all in Him do I live, move, and have my being. Have your faith rooted in Christ. Amen. Every every sphere. Sometimes some of you may say, but Pastor, it's hard to be a Christian in the field of work that I am in or in the field of study that I'm in. No, no, no. You be the believer. You be the salt and the light wherever you go. Let your faith shine. The Bible says, let your light so shine before men that they will see the good works of your Father and glorify the Father which is in heaven. Amen. Let, them, let the world see the light of God in you. Amen. And let them glorify it. And then thirdly, you must have truth as an important characteristic in your life. The only way that you can overcome negative thoughts, un, uh, unholy thoughts, is when you begin to have truth in your life. And the last weapon in your arsenal against the battle that faces our minds is praise. Whenever you're feeling disappointed, whenever you're feeling discouraged, whenever you're feeling faithless, whenever you're feeling like there's no hope, whenever you, whenever you feel like your back is against a wall or you're between a rock and a hard place, whenever you feel like it's a hopeless situation, things are not changing around, may, may God give you a song. May you break out in a song. May you bring, break out in a song of worship. May you break out in a song of triumph. May you break out in a song uh, uh, b before the Lord. When your body is aching, when your mind and your thoughts are all dis, uh, uh, you know, in disarray and it's all over the place and you're unable to control, may you begin to start to lift up your voice. May you begin to sing a song. Yeah, the, the, the Bible says in moments like, uh, or the songwriter wrote, in moments like this, I will lift up a song, lift up a love song to Jesus, singing, I love you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. Amen. Even if you lift up a warfare song, whatever the song is that God raises on your heart, may God just fill your mouth with praises. May God just anoint your lips with coals from the altar of God like you would do for Isaiah and that he would be able to speak the words of the Lord. May God bless you with a song in the midnight hour, in the most difficult times in your life. May you break out in a song. May the power and the grace of the Lord just begin to lift you up. And may your spirits begin to be lifted up. May your hearts be, be lifted up. May you see the grace of the Lord just being multiplied upon your life in the name of Jesus. Father, 
We give you the praise. Father, we give you the glory. Father, we give you the honor that even tonight, even as the warriors, the warriors, oh God, in the body of Christ, warriors in the family of God at Paulus House, warriors all over the earth arise, oh God, in this hour that we will not be asleep on duty. We will not, oh God, abandon our post. We will not, O oh God, neglect so great a salvation. We will not, O oh God, go away, O oh God. We will not be absent without leave. We will not, O oh God, get to the place where we abscond from the purposes of God. We don't run away from the will of God and from the gift that you have called us to do. But Father, as your people stand on God, as they stand in their position, as they take their place, Lord, anoint them. Lord, anoint them. Lord, anoint them. In Jesus' name. Anoint them for this task. They have been anointed to overcome. They have been anointed and given authority over every work of the enemy. Bless your people today. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Well, well thank you for joining us again tonight. Amen. And join us on Sunday. We're going to still be on our online stream for this Sunday. And we'll give you further notices in the weeks to come. But God bless you. Have a great week. Know that God is with you. And that you are more than an overcomer with Christ Jesus.